Good morning, everyone. This is Amy Wenslow about to get us started for the day. Welcome, and we're going to dive right in today. Just because there's so much to say about the, the topic, really, of what product goals actually work. Because there's so many people building product businesses, and they're they're setting goals that aren't actually motivating, inspiring, and that really haven't been growing their business. For everybody who's listening, normally I open up the phone lines. We have everybody sharing where they're from and all that. We're going to skip that today because this is a really important area, and I want to make sure that we give it its full due. If you haven't been on one of these before, a little bit of logistics. I'm going to go through some content it's going to probably be about 15, 20 minutes today. And then I'm going to open up the lines in all forms, meaning Facebook Live and the webcast and the phone line, and we're going to take questions, and we'll, we'll move you forward that way. This is actually also going to be a two-part session. So I've decided that we're going to offer a small group kind of part two on Friday where we talk you through another tool that we use. Everybody, you'll hear about that, and there will be another cheat sheet for it, too. So if you are on our email list, you got a link to download a cheat sheet that is a form that we use internally, and we set it up for you. If you're on the webcast, there should be a link on the webcast page to download the PDF. You can certainly do that. And if you're on Facebook Live, I think we put the link inside the video description of what you're watching. So you can go back and pick that up. You don't absolutely need it, so you can stay present with us in this conversation, and we will bring you up to speed, okay? But it's a nice little form if you don't want to have to create your own. I was thinking about this topic of product goals and why product goals work and why they don't work and this whole January buzz that happens. And here's the thing about most product goals. And just really straight about it is a lot of times when you're creating a goal with a product or a product business, you don't necessarily have a whole lot of history to go from, for one thing. So there isn't really a sense of how fast it's going to be. And if it's the first time that you're doing a product or setting up a product business, you don't really know how long it's going to take. Like we have one client, she said she was really surprised by how long connecting with her manufacturer and getting a manufacturer in place was taking. It's only been a couple of months, right? But she was really surprised. And I said, okay, you know, think about this. When you are going to get married to somebody, you take a while vetting them out. You get to know them a little bit. You you don't just take the first one that comes along. It's the same thing with finding a manufacturer. You want to actually connect with them, make sure that the communication is the way you want, etc. The reason product goals work or don't work is the amount of actual thought going into creating them has to be appropriate, right? So it's not about it taking forever to do your planning. No, it's about it being the appropriate amount of time. There's some energy that can be brought to a goal that will work better or worse than others. A lot of times goals are very, um, like you just magically pull the number out of the air and there's not much 
real grounded reflection, okay? Um, there can be driving or pushing energy, which is, you know, you got to make this happen and it's going to be really, really hard and everything else in your life has to fall away. And uh, like, and you can only do that for a certain amount of time, right? And what it does is it can build up resentment for the goal, resentment for your business, and have you just want to give up instead of being very intentional about it, okay? The other thing that can happen is people don't actually get excited or energized and inspired by their goal or with their goal, and so then they actually forget it. And you see that a lot this time of year. Um, in the next three weeks, something like 80% of the goals will be forgotten. We actually have a way that we keep our goals in conversation here on the team the entire year. I mean, can you imagine that? Like that everything we do is focused on a few priorities for the entire year. And if things don't match up to that or contribute to those, then we are in a conversation about whether or not that priority is something we're really committed to, okay? So um, one of the big things with product goals is it's pretty typical that uh, people want to see a sales goal, right? Um, and they want to see either a growth in sales or to start sales. Etc. But there's got to be a process that's compatible with the goal that you're trying to achieve. So the timelines for some of the larger retailers might not fit with you actually getting to the point where a check has come in by such and such date. Um, but you can count it as the sale has booked, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about the different types of goals that can work in a one-year time frame and some of the things that you actually should be tracking that you probably aren't, okay? And then also what to do with the numbers that you do track. So what I want to get us to is this idea of having the goal but having actual activities that you're able to uh, pay attention to that stack up to the goal, okay? So... What this whole thing is designed to get you out of magical thinking about your goal. That is the goal of, you know, you're going to have X happen by such and such date, and you have no idea what the heck to do for it. Magical thinking is also just, oh, I'm just going to pull this number out of the air, I'm going to set the goal, and, you know, now I'm going to go to the beach. Um, that's all magical thinking. And, frankly, it's an immature way of – the even look at building your business. It's the process of setting goals and of having a product business is designed to mature you as a person and to expand you into an act of mastery. So I want to really address this because that's the reason that your goals either will work for you or not work for you and become a dream. So all that said, um, I'm checking my notes because there's so many pieces here. Um, what we're really about is coupling your goals for your product with actions. And how do you come up with what the actions are? And how do you dive into that in a way that's heartfelt and grounded and sincere for you that you can act on? Sound good? Awesome. See, we've got some other people joining us on the 
the webcast and the phone lines. Welcome, everybody. I'm going to dive right into a process now. So if you've downloaded the checklist, that little cheat sheet that I sent out um, with to the people on our email list, or you've captured it from the webcast, I want you to pull that out if you have it. If you don't have it, you have a pen and paper handy. That'll work just fine as well. And I am going to just take a sec. There we go. Cool. All right. You ready? Awesome. So here's the drill. I think that some goals that we have as business people are bigger than a year. You know, if you're really up to something in the world, it can take multiple years. Matter of fact, in Asian cultures, particularly I think it's Japan, they plan their goals and their vision three generations out. And now do you realize that three generations with our lifespan right now would be about 270 years is the timeline that they're looking at their impact on. Can you imagine that? 270 years from now, they're looking at, okay, I'm, I want to have had this impact. So their planning is coming from a place of an elevated, expanded timeline, not this thing that we do sometimes as humans of, you know, like, oh, this month I want to do this, and it's an impossible thing, right? There is also some research that says that most people overestimate what they can do in a day, and they underestimate what they could do in a week, a month, or a year, okay? So it's about having this, all of those pieces add up. The cheat sheet that I sent out has a couple questions on it. And one of the things that's really important when you're creating goals for your product is to come at this from a place of um, what's real, what's true, and also what your heart wants and what the product is meant to be in the world and the difference it's meant to have, right? Like, that's why we're doing it. So um, there's a couple really good questions to ask. And I like to start with this one question and look, just kind of reflect on it for a couple of days, and then I look at the previous year's goals and I reflect on those a little bit. So, so this process, just so everybody understands as a context about it, this is the process that we've used to double, quadruple, and ten times a business in the space of one year. It's exact kind of thinking, okay? And we've had people use this to grow to way over a million dollars. We have one client that this is the foundation of their plan to go from $25 million to $50 million in sales. So it's well-tested, all right? It's well-tested. And it's going to be way easier than most of you probably think creating a plan is, okay? So the first piece about this is getting real about what you really want, right? Um, I happen to think that being very real with ourselves is really important. Um, so one of the questions that I use for that is if I could have blank look all my way by such and such a date, what would it look like? Or the other version would be if I could have X look all my way by such and such a date, 
what would be present? What would it be? And this is a great question. We're actually going to use this in the, the set, the part two, and we have a cheat sheet for you about that. But I just wanted to kind of give you that to reflect on. So write the question down. It is, if, you know, my business looked all my way by June 30th, what would it look like? Right? And what this does is it kind of gives you the freedom to sort of go, well, if it were going to be all my way, like I could have everything I wanted about it by such and such date, what is it? Right? And when you answer that question, it puts you in a space of, okay, huh, I can dream and I have the permission to dream it however I want. All right? We actually even use this internally in our team. We say, if we could have it be all our way by the end of 2017, what would it be? Well, we would have this much impact. We would multiply the community by this or, you know what, uh, this part of the business would be pretty much automated and running by itself. You know, you can use it to, to guide your process, okay? So it's a great question for you to reflect on for the next couple of days. We are going to do a part two to today where we're going to dive into this piece really specifically. And we're going to actually have the cheat sheet and all kinds of things. I've got notes for it up. So pay attention to your email. We're going to get back to that question. And this is the way to do it. Kind of dream the dream, let it percolate for a couple of days, and then also you want to clear off what your previous goals were, okay? So this is my way of doing that. Um, so here's the, the cheat sheet that we created, right? We got this? Everybody? All right, so there's, there's a real simple fact fast, fast, fast way to capture the learning that's related to your previous goal, okay? Because I'm a big believer in not repeating my dang lessons over and over and over year after year. I want to do the lesson once, move to the next lesson, right? Like, it's called progress, and it's called doing it in the, the most concise way. So these pieces actually will help you develop what's called a strategic plan, in a very graceful, um, creative way that you can do really quickly. I like to put this up on a whiteboard um, so that I can see it. We have an entire room that has three walls that are whiteboards. And one of um, the other offices, we have a 10 foot by 10 foot whiteboard wall. And so we use these when we're doing it. But we gave you some paper so that you could uh, start this. So the context is that every goal you've had in your life has created some results, whether you've met it or not, whether you've achieved it or not. It's always created some results, and it's always delivered lessons and learnings and things you can springboard from, right? Pretty awesome. Um, the, so on the cheat sheet, we've got a piece about the context. I want you to give yourself the gift of acknowledgement and growth, okay? So when you are debriefing an objective and saying, okay, what worked, what didn't work, you want to actually write it down. That's the best thing I could say to you. Um, the research about 
goals that are written and this kind of work that is written out at least in some point in time that you capture is astronomical difference between the results of people who do this and the results of people who don't. The people that don't take the time to actually write and think and reflect for maybe, you know, half a day, um, they just never achieve the same results of people that actually slow down to do this a little bit, okay? Just a little bit. It's all you need to do. So I want you to take the cheat sheet and write out one of the goals. The goal was to have blankety-blank happen, right? There's the face at the top. You should use one sheet per goal that you had. And I really recommend that you do this because it cleans up your integrity with yourself to acknowledge the goals that you've had, okay? So the first question to ask is, what worked about having this goal, right? So I'm going to give you an example. Um, last year, you know, really commonly, I said that I was going to take off a certain amount of weight by such and such date. And, you know, yes, I had results in it. I didn't quite meet it, though, right? But the what worked about having the goal was, number one, I found a new menu planning app that works amazingly. Number two, um, Jeff and I started cooking all the time and, and having fun with it, right? And so I can kind of go through, I can go, what worked about having this goal was mindfulness. Um, I started prioritizing my health. There's all these pieces, right? And so the what's worked about having the goal was, is in the area of your relationship to the goal. Like you were able to become detached from it yet, yet build the muscle of persistence. Um, you were consistently in action about it, or you met key people. There's a lot of pieces that you probably don't even recognize having the goal brought to you, okay? So what worked about having this goal is really important. Um, and then the other side is what didn't work about having this goal. Well, what didn't work about having the goal might be that you recognize, oh, it really wasn't in alignment with who I want to be. Or that, you know, you didn't realize that it was going to take X and X to do it. Now, you could also say that that's part of what's working is because now it's brought you to awareness and, and learning about what the process is, right? It's really important. So what didn't work about having this goal can also be things like, well, I found myself really stressed out and really attached or thinking I was bad and wrong if I didn't need it right? Like that's kind of a didn't work. What didn't work about having the goal was being mean to myself about it or whatever it was for you, right? Um, so you want to look at your relationship to having a goal as well as the goal itself, all right? Um, clearing off your past goals is really important because it provides fuel for the what's the next piece of if you could have it look all your way, what would it look like by such and such date? Because the things that didn't work about having this goal, you might find are things that you would have happen for the next time. Like for us, we had a capacity problem. What didn't work was the way we were going about it. It was taking too long and we weren't getting the quality of people that we wanted. So when we did this between Christmas and New Year's, we actually looked and we said, okay, what didn't work about our goal of adding a team member 
the way we were going about it, so we changed our hiring process. And this morning, all of our clients got an announcement that have a new team member who's awesome, right? Because doing this deep pointed something out, and literally in less than 10 days, we were able to fix that problem. So this is a great, great, great tool. Um, so we can talk a little bit, if you'd like, about the kind of goal that will work in product business, and I think that's an important piece. So I'm going to check in everybody on the phone line and the webcast here. If you've got a question on the webcast, go ahead and type it in the Q&A box, and I'll uh, take a look at that. And then on the phone lines, if you have a question or you have a comment or something you want to ask about, you can press start two to raise your hand. I am paying attention to the Facebook Live uh, chat box as well, so you can definitely type things in there. So the types of goals that work for a product, okay? Um, we've got all different kinds of things that you could do. It can be to have a certain number of purchase orders in hand from companies, right? The type of goal is really important because how you define the goal matters, right? Uh, I know it's not terribly simplistic, but when we have teams come and they're doing a strategic planning day with us, and we dive into this whole thing, a lot of times they'll say, well, we want to hit a certain number in dollars by such and such date. And, I say, and I'll ask the team members, I say, okay, well, what does that mean? Um, what is the date? Does it mean that by that date you're going to purchase orders in hand, or does it mean that the money is in your bank because they're different, right? And... They a lot of times have a real epiphany around that and they're like, oh, we didn't think of that. We didn't think of the payment terms and payment dates. So I recommend that if you're looking to sell a corporation that you're going to say something like, if it's a sales goal you have, that it's going to be purchasers received by, purchase orders of X dollars received by such and such date, okay? The other type of goal that can work is the number of calls you're going to make about it or the number of hours that you're going to work per week on your product business. Um, I'm going to write that one down so I make sure we get to the blog post. So number of hours per week that you're going to work on your product or the amount of money that you're going to invest into the product or the number of people that you're going to talk to in a week as investors, um, the number of presentations. Um, there's a really big piece around this. If you're doing marketing, like I see uh, Maurice typed in the Facebook, he's uh, got it. So the question is, he's got a great professional marketing team doing the social media campaign. He's got a great product, optimized website but sales aren't where I want them to be, what's missing so I can achieve my sales goal. Um, it depends on the type of sales goals that you have, right? Are you going for end consumer or are you going for corporate sales? End consumer sales um, are going to be massively affected by influencer marketing, so definitely get more testimonials there. That's another thing you could measure. You could say, by such and such date, I want to have X testimonials or reviews related to my product. 
Um, so number of testimonials, type of testimonials. Um, you could be looking at page views on your website. Since you're selling on your website, Maurice, it might be a traffic issue. You want to look at, at the conversion percentage. I'm going to get really technical and geeky for a second here. Look at the percentage of your website traffic that is actually converting to sales. And then you want to look across online sales to see what if your uh, website is converting at the appropriate ratios um, and what everybody else's are. And use those as a benchmark to kind of guide where your conversion rates should be. That's another way that you can look at this. If you're using a platform like Shopify, there's a lot of sales reports that they can generate for you about your product and the number of abandoned carts. You might want to look at things like that. Um, so I'm going to open up the lines for a sec and we're going to dive into this. So types of goals would be around number of calls made, number of times you talk to an investor in a week. And those are going to relate to maybe the big annual goal that you say, right? Say, for example, your goal is to bring in $750,000 of investment money, right? So you're going to have goals and things that you can do. What would be present if you bring in $750,000 in investment money by the end of June, for example? Well, you would have a great slide presentation. You would have a certain number of investors um, that have come to you. You would have received the money, so you probably needed a bank account. Um, so other pieces that are related. I'm going to open up the phone line and make sure that we uh, take some questions. You can press start two if you're on the phone and want to ask. And if you're on the webcast, wow, there's a lot of people on the webcast today. If you're on the webcast and you have a question, um, type it in. Ah, got it. Debbie is letting me know for some reason I'm cutting in and out on audio. Okay. Well, we will make sure to take a look at that. Thanks, Debbie, for letting me know that. I'm not sure why I am on landline. Um, so we we will post a recording. We'll take a look, and if I need to, re-record the content for you. Let's see. Rachel is asking, how do you see that conversion rate? Sometimes conversion rate takes a bit to uh, think through. If you have a website up and it's live, then you can set up in Google Analytics to have goals. And the goal can be things like the number of pages that somebody looks at on your website. It could be um, the number of people that actually purchase the product, right? And, and if you set up Google Analytics, it will show you your conversion rate for, oh, they looked at the page, how many bought. If you don't have that stuff set up, you can really quickly do the math. And the math is this, how many people went to the website, how many people clicked the link to buy, and that's a conversion rate, right? So conversion, C-O-N-V-E-R-S-I-O-N, conversion. They did the thing that you want to done. So number of people that looked at the page, number, number of people that clicked is one conversion rate. And then from the number of people that clicked,
how many bought is a second conversion rate, right? So you're looking at the math. It's um, number of visitors divided. Wait a minute. So if you have, let's put it this way. If you have 10 people who purchase for every 100 visitors, then your conversion rate is 10%, okay? So 10 over, 10 divided by 100, okay? So the number of purchases divided by the number of visits is the conversion rate to that. Um, that's the big one. And then if you want to look at a little bit tighter, you would look at, okay, the number of people who clicked to buy something divided by the number of people that went to the page, okay? So there's a, there's a lot of different algorithms you can use for it. And let's see, how else can you see conversion rate? Um, you can also look at things like number of people that put something in a shopping cart but didn't buy. That's a report that you can get out of Shopify. Um, there's a ton of other reports that are available. So I'm going to go over to the conference phone line, see if anybody's got a question. Okay, great. It looks like that's clear. More questions coming in from, from the webcast. Awesome. Let's see. Question is, I didn't meet my goal from last year. Should I keep the same goal or should I adjust it? That's a really broad question, Tony. The thing of should you adjust your goal, um, I'm more a fan of adjust the time frame. And if, if it's a goal that you didn't meet, first off, check in, are you committed to it? And you definitely want to do this, this uh, cheat sheet that I gave out. So if the goal is one that you haven't met and you're looking at should you change it or not, doing a little bit of debrief and reflection on it will help you a lot. So what worked about having the goal, what didn't work about having the goal, and the what didn't work about having it frequently shines a light on what you should be looking at next that might be more effective, or if the goal is still really aligned, you just go again, you know, like have at it and take different action, okay? So hopefully that helps you, Tony. And conference phone line. Wow, you guys on the phone lines are quiet today. We've got people from New York, Massachusetts, California, Illinois, Canada, um, Oregon. Looks like Idaho might be on here, Florida. So if you've got a question on the phone line, press star 2 to raise your hand. I'm going to check our webcast one last time. And if you're on the Facebook Live, you can definitely type things in there too. But I think that's it for today. Um, the biggest pieces that I can tell you are do this checklist, do the cheat sheet, what worked, what didn't work. Um, Maurice, for you, what what's working about your social media and what's not working about your social media? What's missing on your sales goal? Um, you know, is that the only way that you're trying to achieve sales is through your website? You might find that if, if it's a sales goal overall, like, you know, I don't know what your, your exact number is, but let's say you want to bring in a million dollars in sales, okay? And you're just counting on your website. Well, maybe your million dollars in sales is going to come from other pieces. 
And so what worked about your sales is everything that did create sales. And then what didn't work is that it didn't create as much sales as you wanted or it's one channel of sales, right? Um, or you could have a sales rep that didn't perform. You know, there's, there's a lot of different ways that that can go. So um, I really encourage you to take a deeper dive into this. Do this analysis, what worked, what didn't work, okay? Have compassion with yourself about it and know that it's really a level of mastery. And it's just about pointing out where's the next action to take. And when we do the part two session, um, we're going to dive into my magic hand-drawn cheat sheet right now. Uh, we'll have it all pretty for you and, and have that available to download beforehand. But this is the one where we uncovered a couple key things that if we just implement these couple little key things, massive expansion happens. And that's what I want for you as well. So the question to reflect on between now and then is, if I could have my product look all my way by such and such date, what would it be? Or if I could have my product business look all my way by date, that's what I want to know. I want to know like what would be there. And that's what we're going to take on on Friday. And we're going to move from the thinking part actually into the strategic actions that are related to it. Okay. And we're going to talk you through how we set that up. Watch your email. Watch the Facebook Live. Um, for anybody who's on our email list, you're going to get an, an email reminder and the, the date announcements and the downloads automatically. For anybody who's on the Facebook Live and you want to be on the reminders list, just comment on this live video, and Jeff will make sure to add you to um, the reminders list. I really encourage you to do that. We've been doing these for well over five or six years now, and they get rave reviews. We have hundreds and hundreds of people on them um, and getting the benefit out of it. So with that, everybody, I'm going to say goodbye for today, and we'll be back on in a couple of days. And I'm doing a lot of Facebook Live videos, so pay attention over on the company page. We'll catch up with you soon. Talk to you all later. Bye.